The season of reading is upon us. What are you reading and what's on your list for this summer? Even if it's just an aspirational list, let's face it, we've all got them, isn't it nice to think you have time to tackle that very big stack of books? Every day for the next few weeks, we'll be speaking to politicians of all stripes about the book they'll be turning to this summer, or books plural. Labor MP Andrew Lee is one of those with books plural. You have quite a list. Andrew Lee, welcome. Thanks so much. Lovely to be with you. Andrew, can I just clarify, you have on your website an entire page dedicated to your favourite books of 2022. Is that right? So one of the advantages of being a marathon runner is that you spend a lot of time running. And I've just uh, moved away from podcasts this year and moved towards audiobooks, which has been an absolute treat, particularly the world of fiction. So, you know, spending a a few runs with Jonathan Franzen's new uh, novel Crossroads or uh, delving into Richard Power's book Bewilderment, this lovely father-son journey about science, that just transcends the uh, day-to-day humdrum and I think makes me a a better politician and probably a better dad as well. (laughs) So we've had a few people so far sort of come down on the non-fiction side or say that they kind of travel equally between fiction and non-fiction. Are you more of a fiction kind of guy? I'm certainly a nicer person when I'm reading fiction. Uh, I think I'm, I'm a little more curious and uh, a little more expansive. Uh, so, you know, race has been a big issue of the last few years and reading uh, Mohsin Hamid's The Last White Man opened up sort of a, a space of, of possibility in my thinking about race. It's this, this remarkable novel in which everyone, person by, per, by person, turns their, their skin colour turns dark uh, and about uh, what it does to society society and how people's norms change. Uh, and it's to, to engage in that way rather than through the usual sort of reports and, uh, from, from worthy organisations, which is how I'd normally think about racism, is, is just beautiful. Mm, wow. And uh, if we take the fiction and push it a bit further, are you into science fiction by any chance? Uh, I've, I've touched a little bit of science, science fiction this year. I uh, read Emily St. John, St. John Mandel's Station Eleven, uh, which I couldn't bring myself to read during the pandemic, but now I understand why everybody else was uh, <laughs> raving about this uh, classic, wonderful plague novel. It's sort of a, a bit science-y. Um, Leanne Moriarty's Nine Perfect Strangers, which, uh, which goes into uh, hallucinogenic drugs and the sort of uh, mm. discussion, discussion around that with, with all of this sort of beautiful interpersonal dynamics uh, woven, woven into it as well. Uh, so, uh, so, so that's been great. And, and you know, probably my favourite fiction read of the year is uh, Anne McEwan's Lessons, uh, which is just sweeping and sightful and, and has, this, has this sense of completeness about it. Uh, it just it comes round to a perfect full stop. It's, it's, like, it's like doing a lap of a track and coming back where you, where, where you began. Oh, that's so satisfying. But it's so hard to pick up something else after that, isn't it? Because it's like you just finished the most perfect meal and anything else is going to jar a bit. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, in a, in a funny sort of way, um, uh, this, is, this is how I felt when I, I read A Suitable Boy. So, so the beautiful thing about A Suitable Boy is it's written in such a way that when you finish this thousand-page novel, you wish it was a little bit longer. Uh, and you have that sense about uh, Anne McEwan's lessons uh, that you, you sort of you wish it were longer, but you know it can't be because it stops at exactly the right spot. So what is on your list for this summer for reading? I'm really keen to uh, to go through some of the back catalogue of uh, science fiction authors. And so uh, if people have suggestions of great science fiction, uh, that's what I'd love to hear from.
Mm, I think that was, you know, you were talking about the Mossad Hussein book earlier about kind of like a slightly alternate universe where everyone turns uh, black one by one. There was a book on Barack Obama's reading list a number of years back called The Power, which is sci-fi but only just and it's uh, an alternate universe where women suddenly have the power to like like lethal power to zap people um <laughs> so that would be my suggestion uh, it is a fascinating read and it does not play out uh the way you expect it to um that sounds uh, sounds so much so much more fulfilling than the sort of uh, uh, dystopian anti-feminist fiction that we've been uh, been treated with in recent years <laughs> i know even even from female writers I, I have to admit i cannot watch the handmaiden's tale because i've read that book and i do not want to put myself through any of that again it's just like yeah anyway um is there a book uh, speaking like in terms of opposites a book that is a comfort blanket that you go to time and time again just you know for a little bit of of cozying up and making yourself feel better I really like Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Uh, it was a book which was written for himself, and so the aim was uh, to, to write down sort of handy tips for uh, being a Roman emperor. Uh, none of us, of course, were Roman, em Roman emperors, but the fact that Marcus's wisdom echoes through the centuries really is beautiful. And, and uh, three quarters of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations was written to himself. It was just it was advice to himself to remind himself how to how to live a good life. And so it, it just it repays dipping into it repays reading. You don't have to come in at a particular spot, you know, in the same way as kind of the great religious texts don't require reading from, from uh, cover to cover. Um, so too, you can dip into meditations. Hmm, like a, a really highbrow empire for dummies kind of thing. <laughs> Nicely put. <laughs> now, um, final question. When you were a child, what was your favourite children's book? Oh, I loved A.A. Milne. James James Morrison Morrison, Weatherby George Dupree, took care of his mother, although he was only three. I just one of the treats of, of, of raising kids is to, is to read A.A. Milne to your, to your children. Um, halfway up the stairs, the stairs is a stair where I sit. There isn't there any, any other stair quite like it. It's not at the bottom, it's not at the top, but this is the stair where I always stop. Um, <laughs> those sorts of, the, the rhythm of A.A. Milne is just beautiful. You know, it's, uh, the, even, even his prose sounds like poetry. Do you read them the heartbreaking A.A. Milne where Christopher Robin leaves the Hundred Acre Wood forever? Or do you... Oh, no. Oh, no. no. I couldn't possibly. No, yeah. no. Only, only, the, only the happy days. Only the happy days. Yeah, I, I, want, I want that world preserved forever. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a magical universe which, which never really existed, but I want to pretend it's going to, going to live on forever. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> Andrew Lee, lovely to chat books. Happy reading this summer. Likewise, thank you. And there will be more politicians of all persuasions sharing their reading list next week, including independent MP Kate Cheney and Labor Senator Katie Gallagher. Now, a lot of uh, tech.